Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement Podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do sermons from the divine. He whispers to me the topic throughout my day and uh, tells me when to record it for you. Sometimes I share music with you that he inspires through me to help empower you to find happiness from within. Uh, this show is for those struggling with depression, depressed state, or family members of those that are struggling to provide you some some extra tools in your tool belt um, from a variety of health domains to help you be a holistic, happy purpose, person. So uh, as I record this, it's very early I had woken up I've been uh, last few weeks been fighting a little bug um, to get tested a few times tested negative for COVID um, but I've been experiencing some similar symptoms of like the flu or a cold or whatnot and it was on the mend for about a week and then kind of got bad again and so I've been kind of chilling out last few days and uh, woke up woke up pretty early this morning and was just kind of vegging out on my bed and was going to try and go back to sleep. And the father whispered to me, uh, got a sermon topic for you if you're ready. And I was like, of course, father, what is it? And he said, the, the topic is Rothschild. So I never know how these sermons are going to go. They usually last around an hour so if you're listening to this and you're driving to work um, perfect or you're in the gym perfect Um, I typically uh, get into some tough topics so parents you might want to listen to this episode first before sharing it with young ears Um, I don't know too much about the Rothschild family so I just looked it up real quick on online and this is according to Wikipedia so take it with a grain of salt um, the Rothschild family is uh, it's, comes from the German name it's a wealthy Ashkenazi Jewish noble banking family originally from Frankfurt that rose to prominence with Mayor M. Schoh Rothschild from 1744 to 1812 court factor to the German and graves of Hesse Kessel in the free city of Frankfurt, Holy Roman Empire, who established his banking business in the 1760s. <clears throat> unlike, unlike most previous court factors, Rothschild managed to bequeath his wealth and established an international banking family through his five sons, who established businesses in London, Paris, Frankfurt, Vienna, and Naples. The family was elevated to noble rank in the Roman Empire and in the United Kingdom. The family's documented history starts in 16th century Frankfurt. Its name is derived from the family house Rothschild, built by Isaac Elkanan Barach in Frankfurt, 1567. <coughs> I'm just looking through. There's like an etymology thing. 
and we've got four different estates. British property chateau, not four. British property chateau de Rerie and Palais Rothschild. And it says they have cadet branches, Austrian branch, English branch, French branch, Neapolitan branch. Rothschildarchive.org. During the 19th century, the Rothschild family possessed the largest private fortune in the world, as well as in modern world history. <coughs> the family's wealth declined over the 20th century and was divided among many descendants. Today, their interests cover a diverse range of fields, including financial services, real estate, mining, energy, agriculture, winemaking, and nonprofits. Many examples of the family's rural architecture exist across northwestern Europe. The Rothschild family has frequently been subject to conspiracy theories, many of which have anti-Semitic origins. Overview. <clears throat> the first member of the family who was known to use the name Rothschild was Isaac Elkanan Rothschild, born in 1577. The name is derived from the German Zum Rothen, Schild, with the old spelling TH meaning at the Red Shield in reference to the house where the family lived for many generations. In those days, houses were designated not by numbers but by signs displaying different symbols or colors. A Red Shield can still be seen at the center of the Rothschild coat of arms. The family's ascent to international prominence began in 1744 with the birth of Mayor Amschel Rothschild in Frankfurt am Main, Germany. He was the son of Amschel Moses Rothschild, born in 1710, a money changer who had traded with the Prince of Hesse, born in Jodengasse, the ghetto of Frankfurt. Mayor developed a finance house and spread his empire by installing each of his five sons in the five main European financial centers to conduct business. The Rothschild coat of arms contains a clenched fist, clenched fist with five arrows symbolizing the five dynasties established by the five sons of Mayor Rothschild. In a reference to Psalm 127, like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. The family motto appears below the shield, Concordia Integritas Industria. Wow, this photo is gorgeous. Their house in Watteson, Buckinghamshire, England. It says it was donated to the National Trust by the family in 1957. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, big homes. Wow. They donated a lot of them. Wow. Paul Johnson writes, The Rothschilds are elusive. There is no book about them that is both revealing and accurate. Libraries of nonsense have been written about them. A woman who planned to write a book entitled Lies About the Rothschilds abandoned it, saying it was relatively easy to spot the lies, but it proved impossible to find out the truth. Johnson writes that, unlike the court factors of earlier centuries, who had financed and managed European noble houses but often lost their wealth through violence or expropriation. 
A new kind of international bank created by the Rothschilds was impervious to local attacks. Their assets were held in financial instruments circulating through the world as stocks, bonds, and debts. Changes made by the Rothschilds allowed them to insulate their property from local violence. Henceforth, their real wealth was beyond the reach of the mob, almost beyond the reach of greedy monarchs. Johnson argued that their fortune was generated to the greatest extent by Nathan Mayer Rothschild in London. However, more recent research by Neil Ferguson indicates that greater and equal profits were also realized by the other Rothschild dynasties, including James Mayer de Rothschild in Berry, Carl Mayer von Rothschild in Naples, and Amschel Mayer Rothschild in Frankfurt. Another essential part of Mayor Rothschild's strategy for success was to keep control of their banks in family hands, allowing them to maintain full secrecy about the size of their fortunes. In about 1906, the Jewish Encyclopedia noted the practice initiated by the Rothschilds of having several brothers of a firm establish branches in the different financial centers was followed by other Jewish financiers like the Bischofshims, Guerriers, Seligmans, Lazards, and others. And these financiers, by their integrity and financial skill, obtained credit not alone with their Jewish confreres, but with the banking fraternity general. By this means, Jewish financiers obtained an increasing share of international finance during the middle and last quarter of the 19th century. The head of the whole group was the Rothschild family. It also says of more recent years, non-Jewish financiers have learned the same cosmopolitan method, and on the whole, the control is now rather less than more in Jewish hands than formerly. Mayor Rothschild successfully kept the fortune in the family with carefully arranged marriages, often between first or second cousins, similar to royal intermarriage. By the late 19th century, however, almost all Rothschilds had started to marry outside the family, usually into the aristocracy or other financial dynasties. His sons were Amschel Mayor Rothschild, died childless as his fortune passed to the sons of Solomon and Common. Solomon, Nathan, Common, and Jacob. <clears throat> the German family name Rothschild is pronounced in German, unlike in English. The surname Rothschild is rare in Germany. Okay, I gotta blow my nose here for a second. Pardon me. Alright, I paused it so you didn't have to hear me blow my nose. <laughs> Families by country. Rothschild Banking Family of Austria, England, Naples, France. The five sons of Mayor Amschel Rothschild were elevated to the Austrian nobility by Emperor Francis of Austria. 
and they were all granted the Austrian hereditary title of Freiherr Baron on 29 September 1822. The British branch of the family was elevated by Queen Victoria, who granted the hereditary title of Baronet in 1847 and later the hereditary peerage title of Baron Rothschild. The Neapolonic Wars The Rothschilds already possessed a significant fortune before the start of the Neapolonic Wars in 1803-1815, and the family had gained preeminence in the bullion trade by this time. From London in 1813-1815, Nathan Mayer Rothschild was instrumental in almost single-handedly financing the British war effort, organizing the shipment of bullion to the Duke of Wellington's armies across Europe, as well as arranging the payment of British financial subsidies to the Continental Allies. In 1815 alone, the Rothschilds provided 9.8 million, which is the equivalent of 710 million pounds in 2019 in subsidy loans to Britain's continental allies. The brothers helped coordinate Rothschild activities across the continent, and the family developed a network of agents, shippers, and couriers to transport gold across war-torn Europe. The family network was also to provide Nathan Rothschild time and again with political and financial information ahead of his peers giving him an advantage in the markets and rendering the House of Rothschild still more invaluable to the British government. In one instance, the family network enabled Nathan to receive in London the news of Wellington's victory at the Battle of Waterloo a full day ahead of the government's official messengers. Rothschild's first concern on this occasion was not to the potential financial advantage on the market, which the knowledge would have given him, he and his courier immediately took the news to the government. That he used the news for financial advancement was a fiction, then repeated in later popular accounts, such as that of Morton. The basis of the Rothschilds' most famously profitable move was made after the news of a British victory had been made public. Nathan Rothschild calculated that the future reduction in government borrowing brought about by the peace would create a bounce in British government bonds after a two-year stabilization, which would finalize the post-war resurrecting of the domestic economy. In what had been described as one of the most audacious moves in financial history, Nathan immediately bought up the government bond market for what at that time seemed an excessively high price before waiting two years, then selling the bonds on the crest of a short bounce in the market in 1817 for a 40% profit. Given the sheer power of leverage of the Rothschild family had at their disposal this profit was an enormous sum. Nathan Mayer Rothschild started his business in Manchester in 1806 and gradually moved it to London where in 1809 he acquired the location at Two New Court in St. Swithin's Lane, City of London, where it operates today. He established N.M. Rothschild and Sons in 1811. In 1818, he arranged a £5 million, which is equal to £360 in 2019, loan to the Prussian government, and the issuing of bonds for government loans formed a mainstay at his bank's business. 
he gained a position of power in the city of London, that by 1825 and 26 he was able to supply enough coin to the Bank of England to enable it to avert a market liquidity crisis, international high finance. I have not the nerve for his operations. They are well planned with great cleverness and adroitness in execution, but he is in money and funds when Napoleon was in war. Uh, these are quotes. It doesn't say who it's from. Your friends at the West End have the business in their hands to decide between Portugal and Brazil, and an early intimation from you may serve us materially. Samuel Phillips and Count and Nathan Rothschild referring to the question of whether or not to support Brazilian independence. The family financed the creation of the country Rhodesia, and it became the site of the first international expansion of one of their mining enterprises, the Rio Tinto Mining Company. Rothschild family banking businesses pioneered international high finance during the industrialization of Europe and were instrumental in supporting railway systems across the world and in complex government financing projects such as the Suez Canal from 1895 through 1907. They loaned nearly $450 million, uh, equivalent to $14.1 billion in 2022 to European governments. During the 19th century, the family bought up a large proportion of the property in Mayfair, London. The Rothschild family was directly involved in the independence of Brazil from Portugal in the early 19th century. Upon an agreement, the Brazilian government should pay a compensation of two million pounds sterling to the Kingdom of Portugal to accept Brazil's independence. And the Rothschild and Sons was preeminent in raising this capital for the government of the newly formed Empire of Brazil on the London market. In 1825, Nathan Rothschild raised two million pounds and indeed was probably discreetly involved in the earlier tranche of this loan which raised one million pounds in 1824. Part of the price of Portuguese recognition of Brazilian independence secured in 1825 was that Brazil should take their over repayment of the principal and interest on one point five million pound loan made to the Portuguese government in eighteen twenty three by NM Rothschild and Sons. A correspondence from Samuel Phillips and Co. in eighteen twenty four suggests the close involvement of the Rothschilds in the occasion. Major nineteenth century businesses founded with Rothschild family capital include Alliance Assurance, now called Royal and Sun Alliance. Chemin de Fer du Nord, the Rio Tinto Mining Company, Eremet, Imers, and De Beers. The family funded Cecil Rhodes in the creation of the African colony of Rhodesia. From the late 1880s onwards, the family took over control of the Rio Tinto Mining Company. The Japanese government approached the London and Paris families for funding during the Russo-Japanese War. The London Consortium's issues of Japanese war bonds total £11.5 million. Um, that'd be $1.08 billion in 2012 currency terms. The name of Rothschild became synonymous with extravagance and great wealth, and the family was renowned for its art collecting, for its palaces, as well as for its philanthropy. By the end of the century, the family owned or had built at the lowest estimates, 41 palaces of a scale and luxury perhaps unparalleled even by the richest royal families. The British Chancellor of the 
Ashoka David Lloyd George claimed in 1909 that Nathan Lord Rothschild was the most powerful man in Britain. Niles Weekly Register, Volume 49, had the following to say about the Rothschild's influence on international high finance in 1836. The Rothschilds are the wonders of modern banking. We see the descendants of Judah, after a persecution of 2,000 years, peering above kings, rising higher than emperors and holding a whole continent in the hollow of their hands. The Rothschilds govern a Christian world. Not a cabinet moves without their advice. They stretch their hand with equal ease from St. Petersburg to Vienna, from Vienna to Paris, from Paris to London, from London to Washington. Baron Rothschild, the head of the house, is the true king of Judah, the prince of the captivity, the Messiah so long looked for by this extraordinary people. He holds the keys of peace for war, blessing, or cursing. They are the brokers and counselors of the kings of Europe and the Republican chiefs of America. What more can they desire? Changes to family fortunes. The Neapolitan Rothschild was the first branch of the family to decline when revolution broke out and Giuseppe Garibaldi captured Naples on 7 September 1816 and the setup of provisional Italian uh, government. Because of the family's close political connections to Austria and France, Adolf von Rothschild was caught in a delicate position. He chose to take temporary sanctuary in Gaeta with the, late, with the last Neapolitan king, Francis II of the Two Sicilies. However, the Rothschild branches in London, Paris, and Vienna were not prepared nor willing to financially support the deposed king. With the ensuing unification of Italy and the mounting tension between Adolf and the rest of the family, the Nables house closed in 1863 after 42 years in business. In 1901, the German branch closed its stores after more than a century in business following the death of Wilhelm Rothschild with no male heirs. It was not until 1989 that the family returned to Germany when Anna Rothschild and Sons, the British branch, plus Bank Rothschild AG, the Swiss branch, set up a representative banking office in Frankfurt. By the start of the 20th century, the introduction of national taxation systems had ended the Rothschild's policy of operating with a single set of commercial account records, which resulted in the various branches gradually going their own separate ways as independent banks. The system of five brothers and their successor sons all but disappeared by World War I. I'm going to pause again and blow my nose. All right. The rise of Nazi Germany in the 1930s led to a precarious situation for the Austrian Rothschilds under the annexation of Austria in 1938 when the family was pressured to sell its banking operation at a fraction of its real worth. While other Rothschilds had escaped the Nazis, Louis Rothschild was imprisoned for a year and only released after a substantial ransom was paid by the family. After Louis was allowed to leave the country in March 1939, the Nazis placed the firm of S.M. von Rothschild under compulsory administration. Nazi officers and senior staff from Austria, Austrian museums also emptied Excuse me, the Rothschild family estates of all their valuables following the war. 
The Austrian Rothschilds were unable to reclaim much of their former assets and properties. Later, the fall of France during the Second World War led to the seizure of the property of the French Rothschilds under German occupation. Despite having their bank restored to them at the end of the war, the French Rothschilds were powerless in 1982 as the family business was nationalized by the socialist government of newly elected President François Mitterrand. In addition, the New York Times wrote that the Rothschilds grossly misjudged the opportunities directly across the Atlantic and quoted Evelyn de Rothschild as saying that Despite the accomplishments made by the various branches of the family in international high finance for over 200 years, we never seized the initiative in America. That was one of the mistakes my family made. All right, I'm going to pause it again. All right, hereditary titles. In 1816, four of the five sons of Mayor Amsel Rothschild were elevated to the Austrian nobility by Emperor Franz, Francis I of Austria. The remaining son, Nathan, was elevated in 1818. All of them were granted the Austrian hereditary title of Frigier Baron. It is F-R-E-I-A-G-R-R. -R. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Um, and then in parentheses, B-A-R-O-N. On 29 September 1822. As a result, some members of the family used the nobility particle de or von before their surname to acknowledge the grant of nobility. In 1847, Anthony de Rothschild was made a hereditary baronet of the United Kingdom. In 1885, Sir Nathan Rothschild, second baronet, was granted the hereditary peerage title of Baron Rothschild in the peerage of the United Kingdom. This title is currently held by the fourth Baron Rothschild, English branch. The Rothschild Banking Family of England was founded in 1798 by Nathan Mayer Rothschild, 1777-1836, who first settled in Manchester but then moved to London. Nathan Mayer von Rothschild, the third son of Mayer Amsel Rothschild, 1744-1812, first established a textile jobbing business in Manchester, and from there went on to establish an M. Rothschild and Sons Bank in London. During the early part of the 19th century, the Rothschilds family, London, Families London Bank, took a leading part in managing and financing, financing subsidies that the British government transferred to its allies during the Neapolitanic Wars. Through the creation of a network of agents, couriers, and shippers, the bank was able to provide funds to the armies of the Duke of Wellington in Portugal and Spain, therefore funding the war. The providing of other innovative and complex financing for government projects formed a mainstay of the bank's business for the better part of the century. Adam Rothschild and Sons' financial strength in the city of London became such that by 1825 and 26, the bank was able to supply enough coin to the Bank of England to enable it to avert a liquidity crisis. Nathan Mayer's eldest son, Lionel de Rothschild, 1808-1879, succeeded him as head of the London branch. Under Lionel, the bank financed the British government's 1875 purchase of Egypt's interest in the Suez Canal. The Rothschild Bank also funded Cecil Rhodes in the development of the British South Africa Company. Leopold de Rothschild, 1845-1917, to 
administer Rhodes Estate after his death in 1902 and helped to set up the Rhodes Scholarship Scheme at the University of Oxford. In 1873, de Rothschild Ferry in France and Anna Rothschild and Sons of London joined with other investors to acquire the Spanish government's money losing Rio Tinto copper mines. The new owners restructured the company and turned it into a profitable business. By 1905, the Rothschild interest in Rio Tinto amounted to more than 30%. In 1887, the French and British Rothschild banking houses loaned money to and invested in the De Beers diamond mines in South Africa, becoming its largest shareholders. The London banking house continued under the management of Lionel Nathan de Rothschild and his brother, Anthony Gustave de Rothschild, and then to Sir Evelyn de Rothschild. In 2003, following Sir Evelyn's retirement as head of Adam Rothschild and Sons of London, the British and French financial firms merged under the leadership of David Rene de Rothschild, French branches. The first was the branch of James Mayer de Rothschild, 1792-1868, known as James, who established de Rothschild in Paris. He married his niece, Betty von Rothschild. He married his niece. That's kind of interesting. Following the Neapolitanic Wars, he played a major role in financing the construction of railways and the mining business that helped make France an industrial power. By 1980, the Paris uh, business employed about 2,000 people and had an annual turnover of 26 billion francs or 4.13 billion um, think that's pound i'm not sure it's like a c with two lines um in the middle or five billion in the currency rates of 1980 no kings could afford this it could only belong to a rothschild wilhelm I, the first emperor of germany on visiting chateau de Chouilly. however the paris business suffered a near death blow in 1982 excuse me when the socialist government of François Mitterrand nationalized and renamed it as Compagnie Européenne de Banque, Baron David de Rothschild, then 39, decided to stay and rebuild, creating a new entity named Rothschild and C. Bank, with just three employees and 830,000 I think it's pound. It's a different symbol. It's not pound. I'm not sure what it is. It's U.S. 1 million in capital. Today, the Paris operation has 22 partners and accounts for a significant part of the global business. Ensuing generations of the Paris Rothschild family remained involved in the family business, becoming a major force in international investment banking. The Paris Rothschilds have since led the Thompson Financial League tables and investment banking merger and acquisition deals in the UK, France, and Italy. James married the Rothschild's other son, Edmund James the Rothschild, 1845-1934, was very much engaged in philanthropy and the arts, and he was a leading proponent of Zionism. His grandson, Baron Edmund Adolf de Rothschild, founded in 1953 the L.C.F. Rothschild Group, a private bank. Since 1997, Baron Benjamin de Rothschild chairs the group. The group has $100 billion of assets in 
2008 and owns many wine properties in France, Chateau Clark, Chateau de Lorraine in Australia or in South Africa. In, 18, in 1961, the 35-year-old Edmund Adolf Rothschild purchased the company Club Med after he had visited a resort and enjoyed his stay. His interest in Club Med was sold off by the 1990s. In 1973, he bought out the Bank of California, selling his interest in 1984 before it was sold to Mitsubishi Bank in 1985. The second French branch was founded by Nathaniel de Rothschild, 1812-1870 born in London. He was the fourth child of the founder of the British branch of the family, Nathan Mayer Rothschild. Uh, in 1850, Nathaniel Rothschild moved to Paris to work with his uncle James Mayer Rothschild. In 1853, Nathaniel acquired Chateau Brain Mouton, a vineyard in Paolac in the Girondin department. Nathaniel Rothschild renamed the estate Chateau Mouton Rothschild, and it would become one of the best-known labels in the world. In 1868, Nathaniel's uncle James Baird de Rothschild acquired the neighboring Chateau Lafitte Vineyard, Austrian branch. In Vienna, Solomon Mayer Rothschild established a bank in the 1820s, and the Austrian family had vast wealth and position. The crash of 1929 brought problems, and Baron Louis von Schwartz Rothschild attempted to shore up the Credit and Salt, Austria's largest bank, to prevent its collapse. Nevertheless, during the Second World War, they had to surrender their bank to the Nazis and flee the country. Wow. Their Rothschild palaces, a collection of vast palaces in Vienna built and owned by the family, were confiscated, plundered, and destroyed by the Nazis. I'm going to pause right here. Just imagine there's people that still today don't believe that uh, the Nazis and Hitler were real. Like, there's actually a man at my uh, previous job that came in and told, I forget how we got on the subject, but he said that he said that he wasn't real. And the Nazis, like World War II, it was all made up. No, this is clearly not made up. Okay, back to the story. The palaces were famous for their sheer size and for their huge collections of paintings, armor, tapestries, and statues, some of which were restored to the Rothschilds by the Austrian government in 1999. All family members escaped the Holocaust, some of them moving to the United States and returning to Europe only after the war. In 1999, the government of Austria agreed to return to the, to the Rothschild family some 250 art treasures looted by the Nazis and absorbed into state museums after the war. Neapolitan branch. The CN de Rothschild and Figley Bank arranged substantial loans to the uh, Papal States and to various kings of Naples, plus the Duchy of Parma, and the Grand Duchy of Tuscany. However, in the 1830s, Naples followed Spain with a gradual shift away from conventional bond issues that began to affect the bank's growth and profitability. The unification of Italy in 1861 with the ensuing decline of the Italian aristocracy, who had been the Rothschild's primary clients, eventually brought about the closure of their Naples bank due to the forecasted decline in the sustainability of the business over the long term. 
However, in the early 19th century, the Rothschild family of Naples built up close relations with the Holy See, and the association between the family and the Vatican continued into the 20th century. In 1832, when Pope Gregory the 16th was seen meeting Carl von Rothschild to arrange the 1832 Rothschild loan to the Holy See, S-E-E, for £400,000 worth, um, there's another symbol, 43 million something in 2014. Uh, observers, oh, maybe that's stone. Maybe that's what that is, I'm not sure. Uh, it's that C the two lines. Observers were shocked that Rothschild was not required to kiss the Pope's feet, as was then required for all other visitors to the Pope, including monarchs. The 1906 Jewish Encyclopedia described the Rothschilds as guardians of the papal treasure. Alright, I'm going to pause it to blow my nose. Alright. <clears throat> Jewish identity and positions on Zionism. Jewish solidarity in the family was not homogeneous. Many Rothschilds were supporters of Zionism, while other members of the family opposed the creation of the Jewish state. In 1917, Walter Rothschild II, Baron Rothschild, was the <coughs> addressee of the Balfour Declaration to the Zionist Federation, which committed the British government to the establishment in Palestine of the national home for the Jewish people. His nephew, Victor Lord Rothschild, was against granting asylum or helping Jewish refugees in 1938. <clears throat> After the death of James Jacob de Rothschild in 1868, his eldest son, Alphanes Rothschild, took over the management of the family bank and was the most active in support for Eretz Israel. That's E-R-E-T-Z. <clears throat> the Rothschild family archives show that during the 1870s, the family contributed nearly 500,000 francs per year on behalf of Eastern Jewry to the Alliance Israelite Universelle. <clears throat> Excuse me. Baron Edmund James de Rothschild, known in Israel simply as the Baron Rothschild or the Benefactor, Hebrew ha Nad. Hanadiv, youngest son of James Jacob de Rothschild, was a patron of the first permanent settlement in Palestine at Rishon Lezion in 1882. He also provided funding for the establishment of Peta Tikva as a permanent settlement in 1883. Overall, he bought from Ottoman landlords 2 to 3 percent of the land which now makes up present day Israel. After Baron the Hirsch died in 1896. The Hirsch-funded Jewish Colonization Association, ICA, started supporting the settlement of Palestine in 1896, and Baron Rothschild took an active role in the organization and transferred his Palestinian land holdings as well as 15 million francs to it. In 1924, he reorganized the Palestinian branch of the ICA into the Palestinian Jewish Colonization Association, or PICA, <coughs> which acquired more than 125,000 acres of land to set up business ventures. In Tel Aviv, the Rothschild Boulevard is named after him, as are a number of localities throughout Israel, which he assisted in founding, including Matula, Zikron, 
Yaakov, Roshan Lazayan, and Roshapina, a park in Boulogne-Billancourt, Paris. The park Edmund the Rothschild is also named after its founder. The Rothschilds also played a significant part in the funding of Israel's governmental infrastructure. James A. de Rothschild financed the Knesset building as a gift to the state of Israel, and the Supreme Court of Israel building was donated to Israel by Dorothy de Rothschild. Outside the president's chamber is displayed the letter Dorothy de Rothschild wrote to the Prime Minister Shimon Peres, expressing her intention to donate a new building for the Supreme Court. Interviewed by Haritz in 2010, Baron Benjamin Rothschild, who was a Swiss-based member of the banking family, said that he supported the Israeli-Palestinian peace process. I understand it is a complicated business, mainly because of the fanatics and extremists, and I am talking about both sides. I think you have fanatics in Israel. In general, I am not in contact with politicians. I spoke once with Netanyahu. I met once with an Israeli finance minister, but the less I mingle with politicians, the better I feel. Due to the dispute with the Israeli tax authorities, the Baron refused to visit Israel, but his widow, Adrienne de Rothschild, often visits Israel where she manages the Sasera Foundation. She says it is insulting that the state Israel casts doubt on us. If there is a family that does not have to prove its commitment to Israel, it's ours. Places in Israel named after Rothschild family members, primarily due to the generosity and influence of Baron Edmund James de Rothschild Ha-Nadiv, the benefactor on the history of the land of Israel and the state of Israel. A tradition exists of naming cities, towns, and other settlements in Israel in honor of members of the Rothschild family. Six of these places are grouped in the same vicinity on the Sharon Plain, while the others are scattered throughout the country. They are listed in, the, in order of founding. Zikron Yaakov that was named after James married the Rothschild from the (coughs) Paris branch of the family Mazgaret Batia that was named after Betty von Rothschild the benefactor's mother Bat Shalomo Solomon's daughter that's what it stands for. And Mashav Nerehavot, founder, daughter of Solomon Nerevon Rothschild, Mir Shafaya, named after Amshel Nerevon Rothschild, Givat Ada, benefactor's wife, Adelheid von Rothschild, Binyamina, Named after the benefactor himself, Ashtat Yaakov. Named after James Armand Edmund Rothschild, Pardis Hannah. Named after Hannah Primrose, Countess of Rosebery. Shadmat Devora. Named after Dorothy the Rothschild. And Sidi. Eliezer, named after Robert Rothschild. Modern Business Investments and Philanthropy Since the late 19th century, the family has taken a low-key public profile, donating many famous estates as well as vast quantities of art to charity 
and generally eschewing conspicuous displays of wealth. Today, Rothschild businesses are on a smaller scale than they were throughout the 19th century, although they encompass a diverse range of fields, including real estate, financial services, mixed farming, energy, mining, winemaking, and nonprofits. <clears throat> the Rothschild Group. Since 2003, a group of Rothschild banks have been controlled by Rothschild Continuation Holdings, a Swiss-registered holding company under the chairmanship of Baron David René de Rothschild. Rothschild Continuation Holdings is in turn controlled by Concordia BV, a Dutch registered master holding company. Concordia BV is managed by Bailey Orleans, a French registered holding company. Barry Orleans SA is ultimately controlled by Rothschild Concordia SAS, a Rothschild family holding company. Rothschild and Seabank control Rothschild banking business in France and continental Europe, while Rothschild Continuation Holdings AG controls a number of Rothschild banks elsewhere, including NM Rothschild and Sons in London. 20% of Rothschild Continuation Holdings AG was sold in 2005 to Jardine Strategic, which is a subsidiary uh, of Jardine Matheson & Co. of Hong Kong. In November 2008, <clears throat> Rabobank Group, the leading investment and private bank in the Netherlands, acquired 7.5% of Rothschild Continuation Holdings. And Rabobank and Rothschild entered into a cooperation agreement in the fields of mergers and acquisitions, advisory and equity capital markets, advisory in the food and agribusiness sectors. It was believed that the move was intended to help Rothschild Continuation Holdings gain access to a wider capital pool, enlarging its presence in East Asia markets. Perry Orleans SA is a financial holding company listed on Euronext Perry and controlled by the French and English branches of the Rothschild family. Barry Orleans is the flagship of the Rothschild Banking Group and controls the Rothschild Group's banking activities of NM Rothschild and Sons and Rothschild and Seabuck. It has over 2,000 employees. Directors of the company include Eric de Rothschild, Robert de Rothschild, and Count Philip de Nicolet. NM Rothschild and Sons, an English investment bank, does most of its business as an advisor for mergers and acquisitions. In 2004, the investment bank withdrew from the gold market, a commodity the Rothschild bankers had traded in for two centuries. In 2006, it ranked second in UK and MA, with deals totaling $104.9 billion. In 2006, the bank recorded a pre-tax annual profit of $83.2 million with assets of $5.5 billion. Okay, the father wants me to open my Bible real quick. To Ephesians four verse nine. What does he ascended mean? Except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. 
It was he who gave some of the apostles, some of the prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming, instead speaking the truth in love. We will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ, from him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Yes, Father, living as children of light. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. You might be wondering, what does that have to do with reading of the Rothschild? What do they have to do with one another? Everything. Christ is the head. If you notice, their family was very rich for a long time, but now they're very humble. And they've given percentages away of their business. I wouldn't be surprised if their money has been tied up with the black hats. We'll see. They won't say it in the history of them, but if they were doing conducting business with the Pope and with the Prime Minister of Israel... Uh, very much involved, very much involved in the crimes against children, which is sick. 
In the late 2010, veteran Benjamin Rothschild, the chairman at the time, said that the family had been unaffected by the financial crisis of 2007 to 10 due to their conservative business practices. We came through it well because of our investment managers did not want to put money into crazy things. He added that the Rothschilds were, were still a small-scale traditional family business and took greater care over their clients' investments than American companies, adding the client knows we will not speculate with his money. Edmund de Rothschild Group includes these companies, Banque Privé Edmund de Rothschild, Swiss private banking firm, Compagnie Financière Edmund de Rothschild, French private bank, and La Compagnie Benjamin de Rothschild, Cogna France Real Estate, Company Vinicole Beren Edmund de Rothschild, wine banking firm, RIT Capital Partners. <coughs> In 1980, Jacob Rothschild, fourth Baron Rothschild, resigned from N.M. Rothschild and Sons and took independent control of Rothschild Investment Trust, which has reported assets of $3.4 billion in 2008. It is listed on London Stock Exchange. Lord Rothschild is also one of the major investors behind Bullion Vault, a gold trading platform. In 2010, RIT Capital Partners stored a significant proportion of its assets in the form of physical gold. Other assets included oil, and energy-related investments. In 2012, RIT Capital Partners announced it was to buy a 37% stake in Rockefeller Family Wealth Advisory, an asset management group. Commenting on the deal, David Rockefeller, a former patriarch of the Rockefeller family, said the connection between our two families remains very strong. Investments in 1991, Jacob Rothschild, fourth Baron Rothschild, founded the Assurance Group, <coughs> St. James Place Wealth Management, with Sir Mark Weinberg. It is also listed on London Star Stock Exchange. In 2001, the Rothschild Mansion, located at 18 Kensington Palace Gardens, London, was on sale for £85 million. At that time, 2001, the most expensive residential property ever to go on sale in the world. It was built in marble at 9,000 square foot with underground parking for 20 cars. Wow. In December 2009, Jacob Rothschild IV, Baron Rothschild, invested $200 million in his own money in the North Sea Oil Company. In January 2010, Nathaniel Philip Rothschild bought a substantial share of the Glencore Mining and Oil Company's market capitalization. He also bought a large share of Aluminum Mining Company. During the 19th century, the Rothschilds controlled the Rio Tinto Mining Corporation, and to this day, Rothschild and Rio Tinto maintain a close business relationship. Wine. The Rothschild family has been in the winemaking industry for 150 years. In 1853, Nathaniel de Rothschild purchased Chateaubriand Mouton and renamed it Chateau Mouton Rothschild. In 1868, James Mayer de Rothschild purchased the neighboring Chateau Lafitte and renamed it uh, Chateau Lafitte Rothschild. Today, the Rothschild family owns many wine estates <coughs> Chateau Clark, Chateau de Malagin. Chateau Clerc Melon, Chateau de Armeillac, Chateau blah 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 blah
like probably 15 listed here. They also own wine estates across North America, South America, South Africa, and Australia, especially Chateau Mouton Rothschild and Chateau Lafitte Rothschild are classified as premier cru class, first growth, the status referring to a classification of wines from the Bordeaux region of France. Saskia de Rothschild was named chairwoman of Chateau Lafitte Rothschild in 2018, succeeding her father, Eric de Rothschild. Chateau Mouton Rothschild was managed by Philippine de Rothschild until her death in 2014. It is now under the direction of her son, Philip Cerise de Rothschild. Art and Charity the family once had one of the largest private art collections in the world, and a significant proportion of the art in the world's public museums are Rothschild donations, which were sometimes in the family tradition of discretion donated anonymously. Anna Mary Rothschild was appointed in December 2014 as chair of the board of the National Gallery of London. All right, anything else, Father? Anything else? All right. He wants me to read the conspiracy theories next after I blow my nose. All right. Over more than two centuries, the Rothschild family has frequently been the subject of conspiracy theories. These theories take differing forms, such as claiming that the family controls the world's wealth and financial institutions or encouraged or discouraged wars between governments. Discussing this in similar views, the historian Niall Ferguson wrote that without wars, 19th century states would have little need to issue bonds, as we have seen. However, wars tended to hit the price of existing bonds by increasing the risk that a debtor state would fail to meet its interest payments in the event of defeat and losses of territory. By the middle of the 19th century, the Rothschilds had evolved from traders into fund managers, carefully tending to their own vast portfolio of government bonds. Now, having made their money, they stood to lose more than they gained from conflict. The Rothschilds had decided the outcome of the Neapolitanic Wars by putting their financial weight behind Britain. Now, they would sit on the sidelines. Many conspiracy theories about the Rothschild family arises from anti-Semitic prejudice and various anti-Semitic troops. Okay, that's all they had. All right, Father has given me Old Testament verse to go to. <clears throat> Going to the book of Ezekiel. <clears throat> Ezekiel 19.14 Fire spread from one of its main branches and consumed its fruit. No strong branch is left on it, fit for a ruler's scepter. This is a lament and is to be used as a lament. Okay. I'm going to read it one more time. Fire spread from one of its main branches and consumed its fruit. No strong branch is left 
on it, fit for a ruler's scepter. What does this mean, Father? You want me to speak that out loud, Father? The money that was gained by the Rothschilds over these centuries will be gone forever. They did some, some deals with the devil. Wow. So there you have it, folks. The father does not play around with the harming of children. And their money, much of their money, I believe was probably involved in that. Their banks were involved in that. The gold that I read about earlier uh, that was held at the Vatican was, if you watch the movie The Greatest Show on Earth by Nick Alvier on GoodLion.tv, you will see, you will see that it, they took 650 plane trips full of gold. Trump's team, his security team, they flew this, the, all the gold, all of the gold. The Vatican was holding, and the Rothschilds, I believe, were very much involved with the Vatican. Hence why they didn't have to kiss the feet of the Pope, because it was much of their money that they had loaned, their gold and whatnot. Uh, that's in the U.S. now. And this year, whoo, we're going to see a big turnaround for Americans and for the poor. The Father has been preparing to move all the money from evil dark banks, evil dark bank accounts and evil dark bank companies that have been harming children, involved in the harming of children and the profiting of slavery of humans. He says no more. He came to bring freedom to all of us every citizen of the world. If you desire to have a personal relationship, oh, I'm sorry, Father, do you have another verse? Okay, he's wanting me to go to the New Testament. I do apologize. He's in charge of this. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. 
When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection, as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face, now I know in part. Then I shall know fully even, as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The Father loves you very deeply. He loves all his children. He desires for no one to have eternal damnation. He desires for everyone to choose him, but it is a choice. And his gift of salvation is, is free to anyone who chooses to believe in him and walk, walk in his freedom. Anything else? Any other verses, Father, before I give the call to action? Yes, one more verse. <coughs> James 2.9 <coughs> But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. But whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. <coughs> Keep reading, Father. Okay. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have Deeds, show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish man. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled and says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Amen. Yes, Father.
Ezekiel. 17. 9. Say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, will it thrive? Will it not be uprooted and stripped of its fruit so that it withers? All its new growth will wither. It will not take a strong arm or many people to pull it up by the roots. Even if it is transplanted, will it thrive? Will it not wither completely when the east wind strikes it? Wither away in the plot where it grew? <clears throat> then the word of the Lord came to me. Say to this rebellious house, Do you not know what these things mean? Say to them, The king of Babylon went to Jerusalem and carried off her king and her nobles, bringing them back with him to Babylon. <clears throat> then he took a member of the royal family and made a treaty with him, putting him under oath. He also carried away the leading men of the land, so that the kingdom would be brought low, unable to rise again, surviving only by keeping his treaty. But the king rebelled against him by sending his envoys to Egypt to get horses and a large army. Will he succeed? Will he? Who does such things escape? Will he break the treaty and yet escape? As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, he shall die in Babylon, in the land of the kings, who put him on the throne, whose oath he despised, and whose treaty he broke. Pharaoh, with his mighty army and great horde, will be of no help to him <coughs> in war, when ramps are built and siege works erected to destroy many lives. He despised the oath by breaking the covenant because he had given his hand in pledge and yet did all these things. He shall not escape. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. As surely as I live, I will bring down on his head my oath that he despised and my covenant that he broke. <coughs> I will spread my net for him. And he will be caught in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and execute judgment upon him there. Because he was unfaithful to me. All his fleeing troops will fall by the sword. And the survivors will be scattered to the winds. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will take a shoot from the very top of the cedar and plant it. I will break off the tender sprig from its topmost shoot and plant it on the, on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain heights of Israel I will plant it. It will produce branches and bear fruit and become a splendid cedar. Birds of every kind will nest in it. They will find shelter in the shade of its branches. All the trees of the field will know. I, the Lord, bring down the tall tree and make the low tree grow tall. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. Yes, Father, the Father has a message for you listening. I am and forever will be the Alpha and Omega. No one, no one gets access to me that harms my children. All of the money involved in the crimes against children and the slavery of humans will be dispersed to every nation, to all of my children that have been holy and have been loving. 
and kind to their neighbors that have helped the poor and have helped widows. No one that has been involved in the crimes against children will be unpunished. It will all happen very swiftly this year. Mark my words. My children that are prophets like Aaron will be protected and extremely valuable. to wrap it up. I'm going to pause and blow my nose. Alright, thank you for listening. If you desire to have a personal relationship with him and you don't already, or you're not sure if you've made that commitment and you'd like to recommit your life to him, repeat after me. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. Father, I know I can't earn it or buy it. You give it freely. To those that believe in you and your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I make mistakes. I've sinned against you. And I don't deserve anything other than death. But because of your Son and what he did for us all, I receive your gift of salvation, Father. Please forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and never leave my side. Use me, my gifts, my money, my whole life. Use me, Father, however you see fit. Lead my life, Father. I pray this in your heavenly name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or it's been a while, welcome or welcome back to the family. Your next step is to get plugged into a Bible-based church. You want to keep God first place in your life. Spend time with Him first thing in the morning. And He asked, Father. Okay. Please mail um, any donations if you feel led to donate to Aaron Nicole Ministries. Uh, you can uh, write it to Aaron Nicole Ministries, E-R-I-N-N-I-C-O-L-E-M-I-N-I-S-D-R-I-E-S. -E -E you can mail it in. Uh, we prefer checks right now um, as our website is not... Uh, not a good one right now. We're going to be changing website hosts that will be able to donate directly to our bank account and uh, not deal with all these online things. So you can mail a check to 1477 Tiny Town Road, box number 191, Lucidius Clarksville, Tennessee, 37042. That is our uh, mailbox. Uh, we pick up mail about once a month. So if you have mailed us a donation and you'd like to get our attention sooner, uh, feel free to shoot us a DM on social media. Or if you've got my phone number, you can 
want to send me a text and say, hey, donated to your nonprofit, you'll, you'll probably want to check the mail, you know, in the next few days or whatnot, and uh, uh, ping us, hey, let me know in some capacity, and we really appreciate you listening to the show and continue listening as he reveals more and more uh, things to me. I've learned a lot in this episode today, and I appreciate you following along. All right, until next time. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.